Mark Cooper writes, It's sad when the elephant in the room becomes the family pet. Miss Leslie, this was well thought out and presented. Thank you, thank you for putting some things into perspective. Thanks for the kind words, Mark, and I agree with your family pet analogy. Are you having some aha moments? Have you left a review? If not, would you so I can help other survivors globally? Now, about the elephant in the room. Hey, Survivor! Welcome to Episode 56 of the Vibrant Survivor Podcast. Were you encouraged or forced to pet the elephant in the room in your narcissistic family? Did it destroy your home and hurt your family members? Well, there's a reason elephants aren't allowed as domestic pets. So, if you're ready to stop feeding the beast, grab a notebook and pen, and let's dig in. Hey, Survivor. Welcome to the Vibrant Survivor Podcast. Do you want to disconnect from a narcissistic or toxic situation and heal? Are you Googling how to identify a narcissist, narcissistic abuse, and boundaries? Are you feeling stressed and lonely while trying to avoid being sucked back in and lied to again? Hey, I'm Leslie. As a busy wife and mom, I fell for the lies and manipulations of narcissists. I wasted my time, talents, and money on users who kept moving the goalposts. I wanted real relationships and business opportunities and to enjoy life with my family. Instead, I struggled with anxiety, panic attacks, and insomnia, and I couldn't trust my body or anybody until I took a holistic approach to healing. In this podcast, you'll find tips for healthy living, trauma healing, and boundaries so that you'll have the freedom, confidence, and inner peace to respond, not react, after narcissistic abuse. Take a deep breath in, let it out slowly, and just relax, this time's for you. Hey, Survivor, do you want to heal after narcissistic abuse? Come and join me in a closure coaching session. This is a one-hour, one-on-one coaching call that's going to help you disconnect from dysfunction, create your own closure, and begin a long-lasting journey of healing, step-by-step. Head right now to ClosureCoachingSession.com. In episode six, I shared nine characteristics of narcissistic families. This is where members are promoted and devalued in this kind of toxic pecking order. They deny or distort reality. There's that elephant in the room. Appearance is everything. There's unclear, unhealthy communication. There's a code of silence. They're emotionally unstable or unhealthy. They cover up their dirt or abuse. They don't get help or do deep healing work. And sadly, there's often self-destruction among members. Growing up in a narcissistic family, I knew something was off, but I didn't have language to describe it. Can you relate? My attempts to seek the truth were ignored, shrugged off, denied, deflected, to the point where I doubted myself and felt discouraged and even felt like my intelligence was being insulted. As an adult who understands who and what I was dealing with, those tactics that I was subjected to as a kid don't work with me anymore. 
And I've worked hard to create a very different environment and experience for my own kids. Here are five things you can do to restore your sanity, take back your power, and change the game after narcissistic abuse. Number one, mute maladaptive messages. Whether it's internally within yourself or coming from others, avoidance, withdrawal, passive aggression, angry emotional outbursts, shut them down. They're unhealthy, they keep you stuck, and it's stressful. And that is not good for your health and well-being. Whether you're in solitude, put it in writing, you're in therapy, in conversation, get quiet, get grounded, and get it out. Number two, breathe. Breathe deeply to calm your brain and body. This helps to kill anxiety, depression, and stress. Put your hand over your heart and belly for comfort and focus on dialing up your happy hormones with deep breaths in, holding, and then letting out slowly with a big exhale that's twice as long. Doesn't that feel good? Number three, allow yourself to know what you know. Identify what's happening around you and stand firmly in it. This will keep you rooted in reality. Literally, do a room scan and identify your surroundings. Call them out one by one. Write about it, draw a picture, create a timeline, whatever will help you to know what you know. Number four, speak your truth. State the facts and stand 10 toes down. Do not allow others to make you feel bad so that they can feel better. You can declare it in conversation, for example. You can speak about it. You can post about it. You can do a talk about it. But speak your truth. Number five, practice. Make this your new normal. What you focus on grows, so Go outside, spend some time in nature, go to your happy place, and grow the happy center of your brain. This will help to overcome those negative thoughts that are not serving you and shift your focus, shift your mindset towards a more positive outlook, which will help you. Let's recap five things that you can do instead of petting the elephant in the room. Number one, mute maladaptive messages. Number two, breathe. Number three, allow yourself to know what you know. Number four, speak your truth. 
And number five, practice. Whatever you do, never forget that the elephant in the room is not a family pet. If this podcast has helped you understand who and what you're dealing with, sharpen your discernment, and move forward on your healing journey, share it with another survivor. Help me help others by leaving a review for the show. And let's connect on social. Take a screenshot, share it in your IG stories, find and tag me at The Vibrant Survivor, and I'll share your post too. I look forward to connecting with you on IG and seeing you back here. You're not alone and you're not crazy. Know who you're dealing with, know who you are. Take care and I'll meet you back here next week. Bye-bye.